Sacramento has a new tag team in the midday. It's Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, with a extended dog segment. Arf. That's right. That's how good the Kings were last night. Going to get through some of these. Jess Escoto says, did I win? Jess said, should I call in because I did win because Jess picked Sabonis. And Sabonis, yes. 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 you can call in whenever. You Jess, our P1, right. Jess, please, please, you deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Because not only did Sabonis drop those numbers last night offensively, he also clamped Anthony Davis. And yeah. the memes, they were memeing. They were 16 outstanding. Boards last night for 16 boards last night 16 boards. Oh, my goodness. Seven assists, 16 boards, 29 points. One for one from three ball. I was in the. We were How driving about two back. from two from the free throw line. Two for two take that. from the free Look. throw line. He is the dog, and we shouldn't let it go. No, we shouldn't let that go under the rug because he always is a bit of a dog, yeah. right? And a lot of people are saying national media. You had a lot to say about Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Okay, now Chris, that that list where he was what number nine? Is oh yeah, blasphemous today. Right? I'm telling you, CBS I'm telling Sports. You. you got something for us? Yep. You got him a little ranked. Too low, in my opinion. Let's see from the text line. And again, you want to be a part of the conversation. Thanks to David, who called in last segment. 916-339-1140. My dog of the night was Harrison Wear a Suit Barn. So now he's got a nickname. <laughs> yeah, now. He had 10 plus points. I'm good with that every game. <laughs> Nick from the No. Uh, LOL. Shout out Nick from the No. He also says Fresno. I wonder if that's Fresno. It might be Fresno. It is 916. Yeah. Fresno. He also says we were talking about the Fox pack, right? Because De'Aaron Fox kind of the leader, not afraid to go at LeBron with that ridiculous foul call at the end of the game that he made the refs call. He essentially made the refs call. Fox and the Hounds. Am I right? Thoughts? It's pretty good. Fox and the Hounds is pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, with the monkey yard dog. With the monkey yard dog. Come on. Yeah, they're different dogs. They're not yeah. all the same yeah, dog. Right. But the hounds are different versions of hounds. Fox is and the fo- Hounds. Is a fox. What is a fox? Is a fox just its own separate? Like it's not. It wouldn't be classified as a cat. Definitely. Like no. it's not. No, just is it from the dog from, family. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's a brilliant question. Is it like in the dog family? It has to be, right? That's definitely a fox. Have you ever seen a fox? Not in person, no. Yeah, they, I don't know, in Concord, they mob around. Really? Yeah. Dude, I, final answer. kind of sneaky. Aren't I know, yeah. this like, sounds so bad. Sneaky, I feel like it's a dog. Aggressive. It's got to be canine descent, right? Yeah, like of yes. the dog. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like science, right, right, it's like bet. the phylum or It has to be. Know, we'll, species we'll, phylum. Help us out on the chat, yeah, on the text, but I'm good with fox and the hounds, Nick. A zoologist out there. Yeah, zoologist out there. I'm good with fox and the hounds. That's great to me. Caesar 916 also agreeing with Sabonis. Having three seals and one block, and that's what we want to get into here. As How about no we... offensive rebounds for AD as well? That's something. What, what's... Okay. Is there any part of this that is about AD? Yes, I was going to say. Not having that dog in him? Soft. Charmin soft. Charmin? I kind of think Cottonelle. like... I think last night was, and we've seen it happen to, you know, we saw it happen to our boy Chet the other day. It might happen to Wemby on Friday. Yo, Wemby so about to get body. is so strong. Like, he is, like, when he first came to Sacramento, we were looking for nicknames, and uh, De'Aaron said, you know, he's like an ox, and Fox and the Ox kind of stuck last year. It's such a great 
thing to call because it's so fitting. Like mm-hmm. he is a bull in a china shop. He's so strong. Yeah. And when you go against a lot of these bigs nowadays who look like Chet Holmgren, who look like Victor Wembanyama, let's not forget Anthony Davis when he first came into yeah. the league. Those conversations were the same exact thing that we were saying about Anthony Davis. Like, this kid's so skinny, and, like, will he be able to fill out his right. body? I think what we saw last night is just that's some that's like some real practical, functional strength that we see from Demonis Sabonis. And I think AD kind of got a little bit of show muscles. You know, yeah. he's got a little bit of those bodybuilder right. he's muscles. Got the beach muscles. Not so much, you know, the functional and he strength. he not even shredded like that anyway. No. No. But he he he's bigger than he was. He's when he bigger first than got he was. Which I mean, do with that yeah. what you will. <laughs> it's it to me. Now, De'Aaron Fox has, De'Aaron Fox has gotten those jump balls two games in a row yeah. now. <laughs> which I mean, I want. I'm gonna say on. I'll get to my next spot in sure. a bit here. But going saying with Sabonis, to me, you look at his box score. And about 10 of those points, he gets points so early in the game. And I think why that is, is because whoever he's going up against doesn't realize that he's got it They don't know. Yeah, they don't know what they're in for from the jump. They think, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to slowly warm ourselves. Oh, okay, he's probably going to take a turnaround jump shot. No, he's like, you better be ready for a war the second that ball is tipped. Because this is, I'm setting the tone. Yes, and I think that's really what it is. It's going to be physical, that physicality. I know Mike Brown talks about it on the defensive end, but offensively as well. He does it so early, and they're just, oh, I didn't Crazy. know. I didn't know that. I didn't know we were, oh, wait, we're playing. Oh, the ball yeah. is, oh, we're playing, playing. Yeah, we're doing that. We're doing that immediately. Yeah. Or as People he, aren't even say, in their seats yet, dog. Expeditiously, like, yeah. right? So I think that's how he sneaks up on people. You look up, and Sabonis already has eight points, yeah. and the other team doesn't know what hit him. It was so. a pretty quiet 29 from Sabonis, it really was. was it not? Like, yeah. kind of strange He did a lot early. He did yeah. a lot early. Yeah, he went, had like 19 and 12 at halftime. Yeah. It was, I mean, yeah, it's it's... I think that's a great point. It's kind of is what he does. You know, he, he just every single first quarter you look up and it's 10, 6, and 4. And it's like, wait, what? Like, he's only played 10 minutes. How is this? How has he already got a full game stat line? It's incredible. It's just incredible. So I know you wanted to get into the steals yeah. and the deflection specifically, the active hands and how the Kings are just buying in defensively yeah. right now. Clearly. You said, what, 25 deflections? Uh, 20 steals last night, and uh, according to the NBA.com box score, there's uh, 24 deflections last night. Brendan Nunes told me that uh, that's not completely accurate. They have Keegan's deflections as two. Last night in the uh, postgame presser, Mike Brown said that they charted five deflections for Keegan, so actually more than 24. Wow. 24 is the most deflections I've ever seen yeah. when I look at these numbers after the game uh it was to me that was the biggest defensive takeaway from yesterday was just incredibly active defensively getting balls uh hands on on loose balls getting uh just getting deflections in general keeping those passing lanes uh uh, filled and and not making anything easy for them getting the lakers out of any sort of or getting them out of any sort of rhythm was huge. Simone talked earlier about the pace. It was just about the Kings. I think, you know, when you mentioned Sabonis setting the tone physically, it was all about the Kings saying, we're going to play our game tonight. We're mm-hmm. not playing Lakers. Y'all don't shoot a lot of threes. You guys slow the pace down. Don't score a lot. Lead the league in blocks. You guys want to play a slow, methodical game. You want that game to be close within 10 to 15 so points. Start head whipping. So that they can start head whipping. So LeBron can go 100% and just run at the rim. That's the game the Lakers want to play. The Kings were like, no, we're going to blitz you. And we're going to be up 
25, 26 points. If you want to try and make a late comeback, go ahead. But yeah. we're going to be so far ahead that it's ultimately not going to matter. And I think that's what we saw yesterday. What is it about? Because it's not just with the Lakers, right? It, LeBron has been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. He, he, I, I've said before, he reminds me of a boxer who he's just kind of saving yeah. his energy yep. and then he just keep it close and he'll have this push. Why do you think that happens on these teams? And as much as he could pull it off, really to you know get through the Warriors last last season in the playoffs and these last couple seasons. Why do you think he always finds himself in this situation? Is it because and and to to your point, it's not that he's not shooting. Ready at nineteen in the first half, yeah. so it's not that he's not shooting. Why do LeBron James teams always hang out and and are losing and then try to make this push yeah. at the end of the game? It's just not sustainable. I think recently it's because of his age. It's the yeah. fact that he can't do it for the entire game, and so it's almost like. Guys, just get me in position, and then I can take it the rest of the way. Because, yeah, first half, Mm -hmm. basically chilled in the third quarter, and then fourth quarter, he tried to put it on him, and it was just too far gone. Yeah, and that's just the recipe that they have to have, and that's why it's so important, and it feels like since, you know, that Cleveland era started, he kind of realized, I I just need somebody else to take me, to get me there. Mm -hmm. I can take us where we want to go. But I just need someone to to get us 70% of the way there. I could take us the other 30. And that's why it's been so important to not have LeBron and a bunch of scrubs, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why it's, it's you need Austin Reeves to be good. You need D'Angelo Russell. You need AD as well. It's because that's, that's the game plan at this point is we want LeBron at 80% stamina in the fourth quarter when you're at 40. Because right. at – at his age, that's that's where he gets his advantage. Is you're you're just going to be too tired to stop him, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna be close to a full tank. So that's kind of their game script a little bit. Is just keep it close, and then LeBron will take us the rest of the way. And uh, it it works sometimes, but I think with how deep the NBA is nowadays, you got to do you got to have a really good team around you if you want to use every if you want to essentially play four on five or four and a half yeah, on five especially in this three west. quarters yeah, especially in this west you, you they cannot sustain yeah. you know a name and that's that, why they need a third star allegedly. right and a name that i didn't i didn't talk about or bring up when we were mentioning d'lo d'angelo russell with 28 points i mean he played well against yeah. the the kings but of course it just wasn't enough i was really surprised and i know gabe Vincent didn't play last yeah. night but I was a, a bit surprised that they didn't try to hold on to Lonnie Walker. I know, yeah, I know playoffs. <laughs> the playoffs and what he did to the Warriors. I know that wasn't exactly who he is every single game, yeah. but he's a smart player. Mm-hmm. I mean, dare I say, and I know Keon Ellis has been doing a good job, and we'll, we'll get into Davion and another DNP for Davion. But I mean, dare I say, the King, he would have been he would have been pretty good with the Kings too. I like Lonnie Walker, oh, his yeah. ability to knock down shots. So I was I was surprised. I believe he's in Brooklyn now. Yeah, I saw the. I think Brooklyn's correct. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I, I was I was day. a bit surprised that he did not uh, get re-signed by yeah. the Lakers. Got to get to a break quickly. These Texas. 916, my dog was the bench. Five bark performance. There you are. The 714, hearing from you. I texted you guys that if you play Baja Men, the Kings would go on a five-game win streak, currently at four games, and Sabonis would throw up a triple-double, which he has done. <laughs> Baja Men are the dogs of the season. Fast. We might get it. We got to get them on we the line. We got to get at least one. Yes. I'm gonna, we're going to reach out. I'm going to have to look Simone, we know you got connections. We are going to get one of yep. the Baja Men 
on a call. They're definitely free. Yes, there's on no an way interview. <laughs> we will say you, you see all those streams available. They're available. Up. Yes, you available. see all those streams that have popped up for you lately, Baja Man. That's because of us. Please come on the show. Thank you to the 714. Got to get to a break. When we get back, I want to recast a superhero on the Kings. Okay. And I'm just I'm just spitballing here. Help me out. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacramento has a new tag team in the midday. It's Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins. Sacktown Sports, and you hear it. I whip my head back and forth. Because that's all the Lakers do. Simone is whipping her head back and forth behind the glass. That's all the Lakers do. It wasn't good enough, though. Was not good enough as they lose to the Kings, who play with integrity when the Lakers don't. 125 to 110. That was just a great basketball game. Up and down and up and down. And they just could not hang on the Lakers to that pace. And it was evident from the beginning. I mean, the only way when they tried to make that push the Lakers towards the end of the game, that was to me the best part of that of the game really was how the Kings responded. Because that's what LeBron does. People get tight. Yeah. Because it's a nationally televised game, because it's LeBron, because it's the Lakers. Fouls start going the Fouls Lakers start way. going the other way. Yeah. The stars, they start panning to the stars yeah. in the audience. And the King said, dude, I'm, I'm new. I'm, I'm true to this. I'm not new to this. Yeah. I'm not phased by your, your Tinseltown lights and all this stuff. We came here to get a W. Yep. We stand on business. Mm-hmm. Okay. We took care of business and we getting out of here. Yep. And that's exactly what the Kings did. You had something a something that came up from the A's, a statement. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Simone, get those donkey sounds ready because uh, Rob Manfred uh, released a statement uh, regarding uh, the news of today. Let me pull that up here. There's a much longer statement, which I'm definitely not going to read. Nah, I'll do the good. shorter one uh, because no one really cares what this man has to say. Uh, this is from A's owner John Fisher. I want to express my gratitude to the owners and the commissioner uh, for their thoughtful deliberation and positive votes in favor of our relocation to Las Vegas. Today marks a significant moment for our franchise, and it's met with mixed emotions, sadness for this, um, sadness for this chance, and excitement for our future. Future. Uh, I know this is a hard day for our fans in Oakland. We made sincere efforts to keep our team in Oakland. That's cap. Okay. But unfortunately, it did not work. I am grateful to the fans who supported our team throughout the years and the home Oakland provided. The storied history of our franchise includes three cities over the past century. Oakland, along with Kansas City, Philadelphia, will always be a part of this franchise's DNA. We are excited to begin this next chapter in Las Vegas. I want to thank Las Vegas and the Nevada community for welcoming us. We will continue to work hard to bring home more championships for our fans and for our new home in Vegas. Yeah, that's that's all I have. Basuda. A Put it in the Basuda. Of, uh, a lot of donkey. Yeah, and... You know what I was thinking about when the Raiders moved to Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. I mean, Vegas residents were very loud and proud mm-hmm. about the the Raiders because it's one a franchise like the Raiders, and two, it's the NFL. It's the NFL. So that's the most. They were very part. excited, mm-hmm. right? And it was, hey, sorry to Oakland, but we're really excited. We're good fans too. I haven't, and I have a couple. You know, I have a couple different Vegas. People and patrons on my t- nobody. It does, do Vegas residents care? No, they don't care. 
They're are they juiced that the A's are coming? Oh, no. No, definitely not about the A's. I thought, yeah, I was like, they were marginally excited about the Raiders. It was right. more, like you said, it was more the fact that NFL is here, which yeah. means, oh, on a given weekend, I might be able to just go right. see Patrick Mahomes or something. And you know? here, the crazy thing is, when you talk about Vegas residents, is that they didn't have a team. Very <laughs> similar to Hawaii yeah. Yeah. and these places. So, if they... Unless they were already Raider fans, they already had claimed their fandom. Great So point, if right. they were already Bears fans because they didn't have a team, they're not all of a sudden, because, you know, you can pick whoever you want. They're not mm-hmm. going to pick, oh, we picked the the Raiders because they're closest to us. No. no. It's not. They could have picked whoever they wanted. Mm-hmm. So if I've been a Bears fan this whole time, I'm not going to now be a Raiders fan because now they've come. Not if come. you're a real Bears fan. Not, not yeah. if you're a real Bears fan, which I think a lot of these fans yeah, are. Yeah, for sure. So... I'm just thinking about that now and taking it back to baseball. You can pick whoever you want. You can pick whoever you want. You had Bryce Harper, and I'll say it every time. Yes, I did face Bryce Harper a long time ago. Come on now. He hit a home run off of my team that hasn't landed yet. Off of your team, but not off you. Not off me. I watched him from center field. It it, it was a moonshot. (laughs) And Bryce Harper wore cleats that was basically supporting the A's, and Bryce Harper is from (laughs) from Vegas. Vegas. He's from Vegas. Yeah. So this whole thing is a mess. This whole thing is a mess. And we're going to continue to hear your text, to to read your text, to hear your calls on the matter, your YouTube chat. Thank you to the YouTubers for rocking with us. If you are working today, just enjoying your job. Thank you for listening to us. You're driving around and enjoying that as well. I did want to say something because, you know, on this show. We, we talk superheroes sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a couple of new shirts, by the way, that I haven't broken out yet. I wanted to go really? A's colors today. Okay. But I got a couple of shirts that I want you, I hope, I, I think you're going to be able to call out when I wear them because they should be crispy. Okay. I'm actually going to be upset if you don't call them <laughs> okay. out because I'm saying they were a waste of money. Okay? <laughs> okay. But there's some superheroes, some, okay. some anime going on. Just good stuff. Okay. So I say all this to say that you've had Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. You've had Andrew Garfield, mm. right? You've had Tobey Maguire, Shout my, out Tobey. personally my favorite yeah. Spider-Man. Just, you know, it, it's just homie, yeah. right? Minus so the you, third movie. But yeah. it. No, no, no. I like that. I like I like Black Spider-Man. You know, I like I, I like. He, I got down. I got down. <laughs> I don't know no, no, everybody no, no. calls him Black Spider-Man. Well, like. I do. <laughs> Childish Gambino as well. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So I say all this to say that recasts happen all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Sometimes middle of the show. The you know, whole like, there's yeah, been about be second right. season. All of a sudden, we got a new Aunt Viv. There's a new Aunt Viv, <laughs> right? And there's a new Hulk. All yeah. of a sudden, there there are not a lot of new characters. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, and are we overthinking De'Aaron Fox? Okay. So Shaq was the original Superman. Okay. And I don't know how much it caught on, but Dwight Howard famously wore the cape. Yeah. And he Shaq jumped, and Shaq was not a fan. And we never really called Dwight Superman, Mm -hmm. but they tried it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, let's not overthink this here. The way De'Aaron Fox moves, I know, because I grew up with them and so did you. Mm -hmm. And I felt so, I was upset when LeBron James went to the Heat. Because the Flash and Dwayne Wade, that was my dude. I never understood that. I never understood Dwayne Wade's Flash nickname. You just destroyed my my whole soliloquy. Sorry. The whole thing, Chris. (laughs) I want De'Aaron to be recast as the new Flash of the NBA. No, I'm I'm for that because I never thought the Dwayne Wade thing fit. And so I think it fits a whole lot more okay. obviously See, we got with there. De'Aaron. Absolutely. We got there. No, absolutely. Is it too it's I mean, Dwayne Wade's retired now. Yes. Right? Very much. So. I know I know he's not wearing the way of Wade's. He's signed to Curry, <laughs> right? 
But I would like for Dwayne Wade to say, hey, De'Aaron, some type of, hey, you yeah. are the new flash of the NBA. Yeah. He is the fastest player with the ball in his hands. You blink and he's down the court. Yeah. I want to know what he runs a 40 time in. Let's get a guess on that. Please. I think he probably runs about a 4-5, something like that. I might say 4-4. Can, can we start the petition to make De'Aaron Fox the new flash of the NBA? Yeah. I like it. I think it works. Uh, Flash Fox doesn't like. I wish it was a little bit better. Like you have the alliteration there, but with the L and flat, it kind of doesn't go no. with the. You know, yeah. But I obviously he I mean, doesn't have a nickname yet, right? Swiper, but uh, that's one that was he's had since college, maybe even high school, and you know that's also Dora the Explorer. I don't know how much you know how how much. How hot Dora still is in these streets, yeah. In these kids' streets, you know. I think I think they've I mean, done I a re, still, you know, I, talk about recasting. I think there's like a whole reanimation thing going on right now, where SpongeBob is now in 3D. Yeah, and I think Dora went I'm, through a similar I'm treatment. So yeah, uh, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how relevant uh, Swiper the Fox is anymore. Yeah, but. well, because Manny too legit in the YouTube chat is saying Swiper. Yeah. How many of you? We say Swiper when he steals the yes. ball i also want to say i feel like we're getting close towards beam territory here where like people just this is this might be a little sacrilege i don't think so but i feel really? like people might be so attached with the swipe a nickname that it could be but on I, that I, level of like I, I don't whoa don't so. try and change our i've guy. never heard anyone yeah. say swipe is balled out i've never loved it because frankly he's not like ever leading the league in assists or I'm sorry, in steals. Like I, I think if you're gonna be Swiper, like of course right. Swiper the Fox. I I understand why the nickname just has to be, but um, it goes a lot better if he's like at two and a half steals a game. And you know? look, look at Kevin Durant. We we've always messed around. There yeah. was the Slim Dur Reaper. Slim Reaper, the Durantula. Durantula was my <laughs> least favorite. It was my least favorite. I, I, he didn't even yeah, like that. No. He didn't even like that. All right, I mean. I like no. I like. I like. I, like, I think Flash flies, makes so much sense. He is the Flash. Yeah, he is. No, he just is. Like he. He's. Yeah. If they. If the. If the NBA wanted to do some cross promotion thing, like right. he. He well, just. Donovan has Mitchell to be Flash. is Spider Mitchell. Yeah. That What's make that sense. about? I, I think he just likes Spider Man. I think so as well. Yeah. That it has nothing to do with his game. Nothing. This makes the most sense. It makes the most sense. It actually almost makes too much sense. And right. I think that's. That might be why it hasn't been a thing. I. I can't tell you i think it's i think it works perfectly i love it so Dwayne wade being the flash bothered you yeah it just didn't make sense like again it didn't really he was fit fast. his game he was fast but he wasn't like deer and fox fat like he wasn't like oh my gosh this guy's key trait is his speed like for me Dwayne wade he would just run I, this sounds like a negative but like i i view him more as like just attacking the rim and you know finishing at the rim yeah. i never thought Dwayne Wade's speed specifically was the thing that made him Dwayne Wade. Right, but well, there's Russell Westbrook. He was fast. Yeah, he too. was definitely fast. What yeah. about I see, on the, more, yeah, I see on the chat Deer. Sonic? What about Sonic the Foxhog? Uh, you ended the Fox, yeah. <laughs> no, so, the Sonic works. The Fox We got a five-second five delay, right? Drop that. Drop that. That never happened. That never happened. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we will break down. Kayvon Herter and his hot streak, the Herder heater. Simone, stop laughing at me. That never happened. <laughs> Drop it. Drop it right now. Sounds are walking, Sacktown Sports. Let's go up, and it is Fox who steals the tip after Davis got it. Goes right to the rim, draws the foul, and scores. This is almost reminiscent of what happened less than 48 hours ago in Sacramento. 
got the opening tip, took it right through defenders to the rim, scored it. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. A lot of Kings talk today. Already had our dog segment, but hop in. Who knows? Maybe you'll get on with your dog if you pick somebody to go off last night, and they did. A lot to choose from last night. Hop in. Be a part of the conversation. 916-339-1140 as we talk Kings. And we also talk A's. Getting some questions, getting some texts on my personal line about what the a what the a's are going to do they are chris you said that they are thinking about having conversations with the coliseum now if you're just now joining us and if you haven't heard the news the owners voted and it did get past the a's to go to vegas so we have been feeling for a's fans we've been reading a lot of different information one of the main pieces is that there is a a collective in vegas that you know they want to at least talk or they're not necessarily trying to hold up the move but they want to make sure that you know it's called it's a political action committee called schools over stadiums this is kind of the last piece of the puzzle the guess is that the a's major league baseball will give them whatever money uh, settle with them to get them out of the way and move forward here there are a lot of questions about the construction of this place it'll be it'll be three thousand two thousand Three thousand seats less than the uh, than the next smallest stadium. Thirty three thousand would be the smallest MLB stadium. Nearly two thousand seats less than the next one, and would rely obviously on tourism. There are, uh, I guess, conversations being had about possibly playing in Oakland until the stadium is ready in twenty twenty eight. Which, if I am if I am the city of Oakland, I don't know if you could pay me enough. No, no, there's no way. I mean, why, why, why would you? Why would you help them out at all in this situation? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's, Major League Baseball has made their stance very, very well known about how they feel about baseball in the city of Oakland, and you, you saw, you just agreed to this, knowing that you wouldn't have a place to play for the foreseeable future. Right. That doesn't sound like an Oakland problem. Yeah. That sounds like a yeah. y'all problem yeah, that, that like y'all have brought upon yourself. So yeah. you can clean up that mess. And, uh, you know, a lot has been talked about. Should should the A's maybe, you know, consider playing some games in Sacramento? You know, the, the Rayleigh Field or, or uh, uh, what is it, Sutter Health Park now mm-hmm. is, you know, one of the nicer AAA stadiums out there. You know, we, we talked earlier about the, the Sacramento-Oakland A's connection. I don't want that either. No, like the Sacramento shouldn't help him. Vivek shouldn't help. We saw John Fisher sitting with Vivek uh, at one point last year, later in the season. If they're buddies, I don't, I don't want to see Vivek help John Fisher in this situation at all for the same reason. I think it's, it's disingenuous. Again, the Kings went through a similar situation that Vivek is very aware of. He helped save the team. He should know the emotions that go into possible relocation. Don't help these guys at all. Don't there's there's no need to. And uh, I, I also wonder if even if Vivek were to be welcoming to the idea, the fact that the Rivercats are now the Giants affiliate. I can't imagine. We talked yeah. also about the Giants and their feelings about this. Can't imagine the Giants would be Nobody too excited to about this. that either. Nobody yeah. wants to touch this. And really what it is. And I actually know a story like this. I think a lot of people might just because things are tough and, and money can be tight for people. But I do have a story not not an actual story, but I do know of a situation where there 
Alan's got a, a story to tell. A, a divorced couple, they got a divorce, but there was nowhere for one of them to go. Right. So they had to stay in the house. Boy, and oh they're now starting to actively date. See date, other people. And they're still in the same house. That's insane. Yeah, that's terrible. If we if we divorce, <laughs> yeah. get the heck out of here. Yeah, you're asking for a whole lot of problems no, by staying there, around there's town. There's no way and just how Oakland fans would react. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, think about how fans are probably going to treat like they're going to tear nobody that stadium go. apart. Yeah. Like I mean, and yeah, that's also like, true. there's nothing you could like people aren't going to be happy with it. No, cuz they're gonna not going to put any money in it. And no. look, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to rag on the Oakland Coliseum, but you we've seen <laughs> you, It's okay. It's okay. We, we've seen we the videos. <laughs> we've seen the videos of the chairs breaking yeah. when people are sitting in the chairs. We've seen the rats crawling through. Can you imagine? Oh, there's possums like in the broadcast. Just chilling. Just chilling, paying Bay Area rent. It's yeah. the best deal in the Bay Area. Fact. This could be yours. Two grand a month to live in the Coliseum. Right. It's ridiculous. So we're going to continue to talk about it, continue to take your texts, your calls, all that good stuff about them. Last segment, which was struck from the record, you did not hear, <laughs> when we were talking about nicknames for De'Aaron Fox. I know he has a great last name, so he doesn't really need a nickname, and I know he loves Swipe of the Fox. I just see this guy, and I just ask the question, can we recast The Flash because he is so fast on the yeah. court from the 707. Fox is the quickster from SpongeBob. Google it before you judge it. Ha, 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 ha. Do you get that reference? I think I do. Okay. There was an episode where, uh, yeah, SpongeBob and all the all his, his friends are, uh, I believe they're filling in for uh, Mermaid Man and Boy. That's Uncle right. Boy. That's and right. And so, uh, yeah, like, I think Squidward's like a volcano man. Krakatoa, I think is his name. And, uh, yeah, SpongeBob is the quickster. And he's like, want to see me run to that rock and back? Want to see me do it again? And he just ah. never moves. So, quickster, I mean, it again, you know, I think, I think even the texter acknowledges – doesn't quite roll off the tongue. It's not really the yes. uh, the coolest nickname. Hey, there's right. Quickster right there. <laughs> but uh, the the reference itself no, is not what you say it in that voice. Sick re- hey, 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 Quickster. At, hey, Quickster. Yeah, very right? corny, Quickster. very cringe. Yeah, very corny, very cringe. 707, that's a deep cut right it there. It is a deep Good cut. Stuff. I love it, though. Good stuff. Justin Guerin. Dear him, Fox. Dear him, Fox. For I like sure. that. That goes with Davey off the floor. Mitchell. Sorry, that was so unnecessary. That was so Justin well, now is we're also even. new so to awesome. our chat, too, so everyone show him love. Yeah. Hey, shout out, shout out Justin, chat. new to the chat. Love that. All right, let's get to the Herder heater because he has been on a complete heater right now. He can't miss. He's feeling it in transition, off the dribble. It doesn't matter. 28 points his last game, or 28 points, 20 points, 28 points these last three games. Averaging 25.3 points, 60% from field goal and 53% from three-pointer. Man, what is he on right now, Chris? I wish I knew. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, we've we've hypothesized yeah. that, you know, there's there's – there's some there's some reasons why maybe Kevin's Kevin's going off right now, but <laughs> and Simone you know, is going to play it at yeah, some point come on, today. Come on, I don't I don't want to spoil it, but uh, you know there's 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 possibly the streets are talking, and there's maybe a reason why Kevin's Uh-oh. going crazy right now. That boy Kev is going stupid. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think definitely some of it has to do with Deer and Fox, but. I'm going to continue to say it. I said it when when he was struggling, but he was shooting so poorly that you had to guess that something like this was going to come mm-hmm. sometime soon, and I'm waiting for it to happen with Keegan as well, uh, though it seems like that's going to be a little bit of a slower process to get there. But 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is the Kevin Herter. I mean, this is the best that you can see from Kevin Herter, but this we saw this a couple times last year where he had some 30-point performances, and uh, I think this is why in the playoffs and to start this season, people were so frustrated with him because mm-hmm. – they saw these games out of him, and I talked about it yesterday on the uh, the post-game live stream. This is the guy where if the Kings had this dude in the playoffs, how far are they going? Like right. Because that's if they can get this dude and get Keegan going mm-hmm. and then have HB and still have, oh, yeah, Malik Monk, who we haven't had have a break or a big game in a, in a while now because he hasn't needed to. Right. Not with De'Aaron. Not with De'Aaron, which yeah. is totally fine. I mean, you know, I think he's more just figuring out where he can make his most impact right now, and it doesn't always have to be Malik Monk scoring 20-plus points. Um, I think that's where this team gets so dangerous, and I think that's, again, that's where the frustration stemmed from in the playoffs last year is if that dude gets going – this team goes to a different level. That's like, you know, that's, again, we're going to talk a little bit later about, you know, the Kings' third option and mm-hmm. how how much that fluctuates. But if they can get a reliable guy to be that third scorer and still have everyone else be able to contribute the way that we've seen them be able to contribute, whether that's, you know, Keegan knocking down triples as well, whether it's Sasha starting to get uh, feeling himself mm-hmm. a little bit more, that's where this team takes another level. And you you might say going into this season, oh, the Kings ran it back. They brought back so many guys. Well, I think it's because they saw that the pieces are there. They just didn't perform at the right time. So yeah. I think that's what's most exciting about seeing Kevin right now is kind of being woken back up to the fact that this team does have crazy potential if they reach the playoffs. Because last year they had Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox play well in the playoffs and then – a sprinkling of Keegan Murray later in the series. If they can get their guys playing their style of basketball in the playoffs, that's where it's like we we just we didn't get to see it last year, so we don't know how far this team can get if they can get performances like that from Kevin. Sals and Watkins got to get to a break. When we get back, Keegan Murray, the next two-way superstar? Oh. Sacktown Sports. Sacramento has a new tag team in the midday. It's Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Monk now attacking the edge of the paint, circles into the basket, pocket pass, and a hammer is thrown down by Dematis Sabonis. What a setup that time. The assist coming from Malik Monk and Sabonis with the hammer. 34-17 in favor of Sacramento. G-Man, the hammer. G-Man, did we talk, was that on-air, off-air? Styles and Watkins taking up to 2 p.m. Was that on-air, off-air when we talked about the oatmeal cookie? That was on-air. That was on-air, uh, yeah. During the cross talk, I believe. Yeah, G-Man, yeah. fan of the oatmeal raisin cookie. He was just being uh, nice. I was like, I don't think he said he was a fan. I believe he yeah. said he was doing it for you specifically. For those Come who on. listen to G-Man here on our airwaves, and he does obviously does a great job. Yeah. He's a legend. You get cookies, right, a little bit of dessert when you're in the media room, and I have been shamed for liking oatmeal raisin cookies. And G-Man, out of the goodness of his heart, he saw me getting bullied at the popular table, (laughs) and G-Man, before he goes back to finish the broadcast at halftime, he goes, this one's for you, and he had an oatmeal raisin cookie in his hand. Just the best, man. And after that... I was smitten. Dude, I was smitten after he that. is the best. He yeah. is legitimately one of the best people that are just that's just out there. Forget, you know, in media or anything like yeah. that. G-Man is the absolute best. And yeah, that was like the first time you guys had ever met. Pretty and much. And then he was like, Pretty you know much. what? 
This kid's having this, a rough this go. Kid's getting, yeah, this kid's <laughs> having a rough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a good old, you know, because once G Man has the oatmeal yeah. raisin, then what, what are it's we gonna cool do? Now. Oh, okay, yeah. G Man. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Lame right. lame lame no. Like, no, like at that point it's all right. Yeah, I guess oatmeals aren't so bad. There you go. There you go. Shout out G Man and shout out Keegan Murray. Yeah. And, you know, on the ESPN post game, they talked about that third option, like we said, coming up. At about 12.15, we will talk more detail about the Kings' third option if they need a specific third option or if it can be fluid. But Keegan Murray, man, defensively, the versatility that that Mike Brown talked about with with Harrison Barnes, Mm -hmm. right? And how, hey, Harrison Barnes has the ability to guard multiple positions. That's what it's all about. You talk about positionless basketball offensively a lot. Mm -hmm. Not so much defensively. But you really need a team that can be able to adapt defensively because so many teams switch so much. Yep. And right now, you're looking at a team in the Kings who, going into the game last night, they were 16th in defensive rating, which is middle of the road, but last season they were about 27. Yep. So this is <laughs> this is worlds better than the, where they were. You yep. talked about the deflections. 20 steals last game on national television Crazy. against the Fakers. I mean, the Lakers. Mm. And... What Keegan has been able to do, you part of the six eights, right? And being yes. able to put him on a guard yeah. one game, put him on a, a forward the next game, put him on a wing, put him anywhere you need him to be, and for him to be successful. And the shot mm-hmm. wasn't there last night, but starting to come around. Yeah. He's in there taking shots himself to the ribs, taking charges. Trying to, yeah. Trying to. So just talk about what – not only what he means to this team yeah. offensively, but now what it's starting to mean defensively because you talk yeah. about unlocking teams and what they're able to do. Yeah. You, 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 you're getting close to having a team defensively with, I wouldn't say no weaknesses, right? But I wouldn't say elite defensively, but I cannot say poor defensively yeah. or anybody. And people will say things about Sabonis. Sure, he's probably a weaker link. Sure, I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. But no glaring issues to where, oh, we we got – this guy can't handle – like, again, Anthony Davis had nine points, and I had people saying – I saw people saying, well, he did that to himself. Come on. What do we do? Come okay. on. That, he really? just gets all the credit. Anthony Davis gets all the credit for his bad for, game. For being trash. Yeah. Come That's on what now. we're doing. Come on. So Keegan Murray, man, and really the whole defense yeah. this is something else. Just insane. And first and foremost, I would say for for anyone who's hyper concerned about Keegan's shooting woes, I think that there's a direct link between his effort defensively and what we're seeing on offense mm-hmm. as well. When you just kind of tie it in with everything, the fact that he's having to exert so much extra effort defensively, a lot more energy, a lot more stamina. It's going to affect his jump shot just in terms of having your legs underneath you. And also just, again, everything else that they're asking Keegan to do, whether it be drive the paint more, whether it be bring the ball down the floor, or just put the ball on the deck in general, all that stuff is going on in his head. And at the same time, he's trying to just play his game. Again, I I think I've compared it to golf before where it's like, you know, when you're when you're lining up to your shot, you got all my are my knees bent. Okay. Am I gonna torque the right way? Make sure I follow through, make sure my arms cross whatever. All that stuff is going on in your head and you blame that on why you take a bad golf shot because you just you're not playing, you're not you're not in a flow state. And so I think all of that stuff is kind of coming together. And even then Keegan's putting together some good offensive performances. Defensively, I think what we're seeing is so big because as the Kings try and get to middle of the road or maybe even better defensively, what a concept that is. 
I think having a lockdown defender, at least one, is is paramount to, mm-hmm. to that. I mean, we saw the Warriors, the Warriors as a team. Let's use them mm-hmm. in their little cha- championship run. I don't think anyone would say, with the exception of Draymond, there's excellent defenders on that team. Clay, of course, is where I'm I'm going to get at. But for the most Iguodala, part, it's a, yeah, Iguodala yeah, for off sure. The bench, yeah, earlier but, in the yeah. yeah, but I think that team they played team defense. And they really relied on Clay guarding the the other team's best ball handler, whether it was Kyrie or whoever mm-hmm. would bring the ball down. They would put Clay on the other team's best offensive weapon. I think the Kings are trying to get to that as their formula. Get Keegan to be that guy, be their Clay defensively, mm-hmm. where with his length, he's taller than Clay Thompson is. Yeah. So it's almost more uh more overwhelming if they're going against the guard, or if they're gonna put him on a guy like Steph. It's really tough if Keegan's going to lock in defensively. Then you just need the other four guys to play team defense. Right. And I think they have more than capable guys of doing that. I think De'Aaron, with his speed, is a better defensive weapon than what Steph ever could be. So I think that's the goal right now to try and get this team to the middle is get some sort of pressure on the ball, make sure that it takes this other team a while to get into their offense, and then everybody else just play the system. I'm not asking for defensive excellence, but – be active in your rotations and be on a string. And I think that's, that's, that's the next evolution. We saw last year, it was just free flowing defense. If they score, it doesn't matter. We're trying to outscore them this year. We're actually seeing some sort of functional defensive system, not system because Mike Brown had a system last year, just a a functional defensive unit is what we're seeing this year. And I think it all starts with Keegan being a lockdown defender on whoever they need him to be on. So do you think that, the Kings, obviously, you want both, right? Right. Oh, do you do you like cake or pie? How about both? But do you think that the Kings are okay with this season being a being a transition season for Keegan and maybe sacrificing some things? And we talk about the championship window here, yeah. but sacrificing some things offensively for however long it takes yeah. to hopefully by the playoffs be able to do both mm-hmm. or maybe even next season be, okay, I know what I can do defensively. I know what I can do offensively. Now let's put it together because he is only in his second year. Yeah, for sure. I think so. I think they're willing to sacrifice him maybe from the outside perspective looking like he took a step back mm-hmm. because ultimately, again, if if we have to sacrifice – we'll just use the term sacrifice this mm-hmm. year. If we have to sacrifice this year to get Keegan – in years three through 12 to be a lockdown defender, I think that's okay. Sometimes, again, you can't you can't get too locked down and too focused in the moment in time for the greater, bigger picture, and I think that's what Keegan's development is about. It's about, especially this year, getting him uncomfortable just so that moving forward, it's not foreign for him to be asked to do these different things. So, definitely, I would definitely say that, if you want to say sacrifice, whatever you want to say, I would say we are currently going through Keegan struggles, which I would say if this is what he looks like when he's struggling, that's that's a pretty good right. sign of what he can be when he's not. Um, but I, I think we're sacrificing Keegan struggling right now for an overall better Keegan Murray moving forward. A base level of Keegan Murray is going to be much improved moving forward because of what he's going through right now. Salsa Watkins got to get to a break. When we get back... Opening up the phone lines, your calls, your texts, your chat. Ten-game check-in for the Kings. We'll go over their ranks and some of the 
most important statistics in the NBA, the most important king right now, and the best moment. And we want you to chime in, 916-339-1140. And don't forget to keep listening for your chance at Sammy Hagar tickets. But we can't tell you when. Got to keep listening. Sal's and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. (laughs) 